Welcome to Smart Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome back to the Smart Cleaning School podcast, helping visionaries make the impact that they were meant to make. Do you know what today is? It's, it's Solo Saturday, 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 Saturday. All right, Solos, it's me, it's Solo Ken, back for another episode. Well, I'm not really Solo Ken anymore, but I want to now get back to you, my people, my solo people. What does that mean? Are you brand new to the show? You're like, what is he talking about? What's people? Well, a solo cleaner is someone that cleans solo by yourself. You are the operator. You are the business person. You are the marketing and the finance and the cleaner. You do everything. That's you. A solo cleaner knows the business inside and out because they do everything, every aspect. So that's what I was for 16 years and know quite a bit about it. Matter of fact, this podcast started as the Solo Cleaning School, and I changed it because I wanted to be able to connect with more cleaning owners. But I retained a special episode just for the Solo Cleaners. Today's episode for Solo Saturday is called Where is the Flavored Water? I used to go shopping at Audi for Teresa after work during the pandemic. Audi is a small store. But that didn't help me find anything. (laughs) Typical husband, right? I would have a texted list from Teresa. Inevitably, I'd spend 15 minutes finding the first item and then call my wife. She would literally help me find everything else on the list from memory. I was the arms, the legs, and the eyes. She was the brains. Men, do you relate? Ladies, do you do this for your men? Here's where it gets better. A few times I went to Audi with my oldest son, Kenny. We were like Tweedledee and Tweedledum in that store. I would never want to see the surveillance tapes of us wandering the the aisles. All right. Teresa and I were on our way to our annual honeymoon retreat, and we stopped at a grocery store on the way there. We had breakfast and dinners already planned because they were cooked for us, but we needed to get lunches. Now, I am not a grocery shopper. That's obvious, right? And I rather dislike it. (laughs) The only thing worse than going grocery shopping is clothes shopping for me. Thanks, Mom. You took me to clothes to you so much that I had nightmares as a young boy about clothes shopping. Yep. Any guys out there raised by a single mom, you know my story. I don't have to hash this out. But essentially, I had a single mom for half my life. And yeah, she did a lot of shopping and she tortured me with clothes shopping. I had nightmares. Okay, that's a different story. Anywho, however, my wife, she is an excellent grocery shopper and an excellent clothes shopper. One of the last items that we were looking for on this particular grocery store trip en route to our honeymoon was flavored water. Don't know, something she wanted. I'm good. These are the like the drop thingies that you can put in the water makes them taste like fruit. They're pretty good, actually. And we were somewhere in the back of the store and she thought of this, like, oh, we should get flavored water drops. I had no idea where it would be in the grocery store. And 
it may as well have been the Amazon rainforest to me because I couldn't have found any species of plants in that thing. I'm clueless where to find anything. I know there are signs in each aisle, but they are no help to me. So what did happen? Teresa came to the rescue. She guided us to the flavored water and less than a minute from where we were in the grocery store that she was never in before. Not even that name of grocery store. We shop at different ones. She just picked it up, put it in the cart, and she's ready for the next thing. No big deal. My initial comment to her was, whoa, how did you find that so fast, honey? But playing it more off as a joke than I thought about it. If I was given flavored water on a shopping list for my wife and I walked into the store, I would have been there for 15 minutes walking every aisle until I found it. The more likely scenario is that I would have walked down every aisle and not found it after 30 minutes and then I'd ask someone for help. I could have asked someone for help in the beginning, but I'm a guy and I don't do that. (laughs) Pride creeping up again. I would have wandered aimlessly and eventually found that item on my list. I've been frustrated about it, wasted time trying to look for it, and I would have even disliked shopping even more. That's how that would have worked for me. I am highly inefficient in a grocery store because I don't like grocery stores and I avoid them as much as humanly possible. I don't know where things are. Teresa, on the other hand, is completely different as she shops for our family on a regular basis. She shops in multiple grocery stores and understands the basic layout of a grocery store. Apparently, there's a system involved where certain types of foods are always grouped together. Instinctively, Teresa knew it'd be with the water bottles or with the soft drinks or juices. This is common sense. But apparently it's not common to me (laughs) because she knows the grocery store so well, she can go into any store and quickly identify, find, pay, and get out efficiently. I am building a case. Are you tracking where I'm going yet, solo cleaners? Let's now reel you in and hit you right between the bullseye. This is exactly what happens to us the first time we step into a house or office to clean. Are you brand new at cleaning? Have you ever walked in a house or an office the first time? It looks like a jungle full of bazillion things to do. And we wander through the aisles and take the entire day to clean. Then we go to a different grocery store, I mean house, and it's totally different. It's also overwhelming. As a new solo cleaner, you're no better than me in a grocery store. However, you do start to develop a system in each house and office over time. Your level of comfort improves, and eventually every house is the same like Teresa views every grocery store the same. If you are brand new and connecting with this level of overwhelm, good. I'm trying to encourage you. You feel this way the first time you ever attempt to quote the pricing of a house or office, or how to handle a phone call, or email, or how to handle a complaint, or when you break something the first time. Clean up aisle nine! It doesn't matter where you are or how many times you've been in the grocery store. You need the food 
and you will get the lay of the land. It's the same in your house or office cleaning business. You need the money, and you will get the lay of the land. One day, you'll finish a house or office and have absolutely no recollection of even doing it. You'll panic and frantically walk through every room of the house wondering, uh, did I clean it here? To your shock, it will be. Now, out of curiosity, how many of you listening to this have ever done that? Sort of like your car will just drive itself. Let's say you go to the same house every Monday and then the same one on Tuesday. You just drive there and you pull up to the house. You're in the house unpacking your stuff and you're and you're, you're thinking, how did I get here? And then it gets even better when you finish the house, maybe you were on a phone call with a friend or a family member or you listen to a podcast or an audio book and you just finish the house while you're doing that other stuff and you get to the end, you're like, oh my gosh, I've been here for two and a half hours and I'm, I think I'm done. I don't remember doing anything. That is a cool thing. I didn't mention this in the show notes, but these are different levels and I've mentioned them in previous podcasts, but it's The four levels, essentially, is you start out as consciously incompetent. And that's me in a grocery store. I know that I'm incompetent. And when you start out in a house, you're consciously incompetent. Then you get to the next level. You become consciously competent. Now, you know how to find stuff in the grocery store. Or you know how to clean the house. You're getting a basic system. And you're just, you're just doing it. You're going through the rep, so to speak, and you're gaining that competence through repetition. The third level is unconsciously competent. That's pretty cool. That's when you don't even know you're competent and you just get through the grocery store or finish your whole list and don't remember doing it. Or you clean the entire house or office and don't remember doing it because your brain is programmed and wired to just get it done. Does that sound cool? It is. It's really cool. The fourth one is unconsciously incompetent. That's really kind of the first level. It's hard to relate that to cleaning. It's like you have no idea that you suck. (laughs) I guess that's if you're really, really new. You're just like, okay. But then you start seeing a house. You're like, wow, I really am not good at this. And then you go from unconsciously incompetent to consciously incompetent. And those are the four levels. So I just threw that in there, a little bonus for you guys on Solo Saturday. And I'll just ask this question. I ask this on every Solo Saturday. Do you need some help with your solo cleaning business. I am the solo cleaning expert, the guru. That's what they call me. I've been running my solo cleaning business for 16 years. Now I'm scaling now, as you know, but here's my stats. I built the first solo cleaning business from zero to about fifty-five or $60,000 per year profit. And I was able to do that on two days per week cleaning. It was a pretty good deal. I had five days at home, two days cleaning. And then I sold that business for close to $100,000. And then when I came to Pennsylvania with my family, I started this podcast and re-cranked up my second solo cleaning business. And in 18 months, went from about $20,000 a year in revenue to about $85,000 in revenue in, like I said, 18 months. And that business, which I shifted over to scaling back over the summer, 
but I was earning $70,000 income after expenses on two days a week cleaning. So that was an even better deal than the first time. So I did these two businesses using my ISO model, the Initialize, Stabilize, Optimize model. I have a course for this. I have a membership around this called the Solo Cleaning School Elite Membership. You can find this in the show notes. You can find it on my website, smartcleaningschool.com. But definitely check that out. If you're interested in getting my help in a group setting and accessing my course so you can do what I just explained, and then when you're ready and you've optimized your business and you want to hire people, now you've got the unconsciously competence down, and now you can go and scale. So hopefully you find that useful and you're liking these Solo Saturday episodes. And again, if you're not a solo cleaner, you're listening to this I think you should still be able to find some good use. You should be able to extract some great information because it's all relevant. It's just business. So with that, I really, really hope that you had a great Saturday, that you have some time off with your families, solo cleaners. You can recoup your body, which are probably very sore from all the work this week. I know I've been there. Enjoy your time this weekend. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to the Smart Cleaning School podcast, Solo Saturday. Have an incredible rest of your weekend. Thank you for listening to Smart Cleaning School. Class is dismissed.